Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Supporting women is my passion and my purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership and lift women up is my favorite thing to do. Their stories connect us and help us to understand that we can all succeed if we support one another in our work and in our lives. These amazing conversations gave me the stories and wisdom from my own book, Leading Women, and they also inspired me to write the newest book, which came out in 2019, called In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life. Now, this week, I'm pleased to welcome Felicia Davis. She is wonderful. I interviewed Felicia several years ago when she was promoting Take the Lead, first 50 Women Can program, and I am delighted to hear her speak again on Take the Lead's recent Power Up conference. Felicia is a dynamo for women's leadership, an author and award-winning leadership coach. She has personally worked with hundreds of women using her proprietary branding process to help them develop compelling communication and leadership skills. Felicia firmly believes that all success is orchestrated and you must earn the right to lead. Felicia is a former corporate HR executive and is now the CEO and founder of Black Women's Collective. Her knowledge, skill, and expertise have been leveraged by companies such as Schwab, SRP, T-Mobile, and Pepperdine University. And her work has been featured in various media, media outlets, including the Wall Street Journal, which is one of many. Finally, I want to congratulate Felicia on being honored 2020 with the prestigious, amazing Martin Luther King Living the Dream Award. What a wonderful, wonderful nod for her many, many accomplishments. So I'm very pleased to welcome Felicia Davis to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy. Felicia, so glad to have you back. Hi, Felicia. How are you? <laughs> Hello, Dr. Nancy. How are you? Well, I'm good. I'm hoping this sounds okay to everyone. Uh, I have construction going on at my equestrian center, and it seems they've cut my landline. But, but you know what? We're smart, amazing women, and we know how to get things done. Yes, yes. If we look, if we know how to do nothing else, we definitely know how to get things done. <laughs> well, I've seen you in action. I know you are able to get things done. At the Power Up mm. conference, I saw you flying around getting things done, 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 done. <laughs> well, okay. Well, this is about you today, by the way, not me. It's about you. Well, bring it on. I'm ready. <laughs> is, that, is that is that good? That's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, the question I always ask, and I think it's probably the most important question I ask anyone that I have a conversation with, is tell me about you. How did you get to be the Felicia I'm talking to today? How did that come about? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Goodness, that is a, a long story of interesting twists and turns, but I will tell you that I was born to parents who, who actually had me when they were just babies. They were only 14 years old, and so I was brought into this world under interesting circumstances, but luckily my grandmother was there at the time, and she helped to raise and support me, and, and when she transitioned, my aunts and everyone just 
So it was like all hands on deck that were helping to support me. And finally, when I became old enough to start making my own decisions, I left home and I went off to college. And when I left college, I decided that I was really, really committed to really helping women take a stand for what they believe in. And part of that was because of my own kind of upbringing. I've always been like a quiet, kind of shy, very introverted person. And so um, using my voice was something that I didn't do a lot, but I always had a lot of thoughts around things. And uh, it was at one point, you know, once I got into the corporate world when I realized that not using my voice was actually costing me a a lot that's when I decided uh, I had to show up a little bit differently. And and that is really what brought you to the Felicia that you see today, as well as a couple of other uh, kind of medical challenges that really powered me up in, in, a, in an amazing way that really got me really truly off the sidelines because, you know, after going through that, I really realized that I was really here, put here for a reason and that it would yeah. be an assault to my ancestors, an assault to what I was put here for, to really not yeah. step into it. And so that's what you see yeah. today. Can, can you share the pictures of the people you see as you're talking, who are the ones that totally helped you to become who you are? And even those along the way that you can see pictures of, I, I, I mind, you know, always when we say words and talk about memories, we start to create pictures. But what are some of the pictures of, of the people that you see as you're, as you're telling this part of the story about yourself? Yeah, I definitely, you know, my dad played a very, very, very big part in my life. In fact, my dad is the one who I get pretty much all of my ways of being in terms of showing up as a leader. You know, he was very, very instrumental in showing me how to show up as a as a lady, as a classy lady. Um, yeah. Then there was a teacher teacher in my life. Her name was Miss Taylor, who really, really took me under her wings and really she saw something special in me. And then once I started getting into the corporate world, you know, one of the biggest mentors that, that I had in the corporate world was a guy by the name of Emmett Summers. He was my boss when I worked for T-Mobile, and he truly took me under his wing and showed me, really, really modeled the way to lead for me. And then there are, you know, women in my life who, who like my sister, like some of my colleagues, who really will um, not just be there to cheer me on, but to, to call me to the carpet to test the things I'm, that I'm putting out in the yeah. world to make sure that they're really in alignment with what I really want to make happen. And so those yeah. are some of the people who really impacted me in a big way. You know, women of all colors, by the way, have this notion that I've come to understand is that when someone probably sees a Felicia, they look at you and probably go, she is successful, she is outgoing, she has a wonderful personality, she's such a beautiful woman, things must must be so easy for her. And, you know, I hear this often, but that's why our stories are so extremely valuable. Because without yeah. the people in that in those uh, those faces that you see, you probably wouldn't be where you are today. Okay, well let's talk about the people's faces of the uh, and the things that got in your way or tried to detour you for becoming who you are. Because I think those people and those things are just as valuable. Because lessons learned are the other part of. <laughs> 
of support. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, Dr. Nancy, I will never forget the time when I first started my getting my feet wet in HR because that was my field in, in in my profession. And there was another woman who just absolutely refused to see me, refused to yeah. support me even when I went and asked for it. And it was it was very, very hurtful. It also gave me some inspiration to really know that, you know, no one's coming to save you, right? Mm-hmm. And not yeah. only that, but also how to really build powerful relationships with people. And, yeah. and it was through that experience with her that made me say that I would never, ever be that person who, you know, obviously I can't help everyone, but who just totally dismisses someone when they see yeah. that they need some support, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and you, you and I both know that's one of the questions we hear so often from Take the Lead and the and the, and the leadership amb- ambassador people and the different cohorts is the question comes up more often than not, especially at the beginning of the training of the curriculum for the leadership of Take the Lead is, what do I do about that mean woman? What do I do about that woman who's bound and determined to make my life miserable and prevent me from being in this workplace and being successful? We hear that so often. Isn't, isn't that sad? That is. It really is sad because it's almost like it's like, you know, what What do you feel that I'm going to take away from you just by you really supporting me and just helping me get one step further than where I am, yeah. you know? What yeah. does that take away well, from you? Nothing. Yeah. I, I love Gloria Feltz, her concept, which is there's a huge pie and there's many, many pieces in it. And so women really understand with all those pieces that make the whole anything is possible. So there's plenty for all of us. It's, it's yeah. just that... I, I don't know that women, a lot of women don't really understand how to compete. They don't know how to compete fairly. So, okay, right. we're going to talk about leadership because that is your, you said my primary leadership arch- archetype is change catalyst, but leadership is your bag. Leadership is my bag. That's what we do. That's what this is about. But what, what do you think prevents, and you've talked about this in your, I'm looking at your website right now and some of the things that you've written, but you say, what are the things that really prevent women, especially women, from becoming the leaders who they were intended and meant to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, as you probably remember, uh, about a year and a half ago, I did a seven-city uh, tour, empowerment tour, and part of the reason why I wanted to do that was to support um, women with, with really being able to step up really boldly and using their voice. But I also wanted to learn as well. And so over the course of that tour, I learned a lot about around what those things are. And some of the things that were like really common that were a through line in every city that I went to were three big things, really. One is hiding out like really laying low and just thinking that the results alone is going to be what's going to get them a a seat at the table, a voice at the table, you know what I mean? The other one is is being unwilling to get unhooked from ambivalence, right, in terms of decision-making, right? Unwillingness to make a decision and trust their inner authority. And the third one was being risk-averse and not, fully using their personal agency to get things done. Those are like the three things that like in every city that I went to, those three things showed up in one way or the other um, across all seven cities. Did, did that surprise you? 
it did in some ways, but then once I had, was able to have some calm, because these things, these were intimate spaces with no more than 20 women in the room, and so I was able to have some intimate conversations individually and privately. And once I started yeah. having those private conversations to understand, like, what, you know, what was it that shaped their identity? Like, what was it that shaped uh, their thinking, right? I really mm-hmm. understood it. Right. You know, what we have to have, and, and uh, we've, we've talked about this at Take the Lead, is to have those honest, open conversations and communication about really what is going to help us to support one another and what is hindering that support and why is that so. You know, in the, in the book, uh, In This Together, my book, the one thing we, we talk a lot about is bias. And bias mm-hmm. doesn't start by, bias starts in the home. Bias starts in the way we perceive ourselves. And so, you know, I think women, many women, women of color, all, all colors, you know, we have biases towards ourselves. And I think the message sometimes that we get give ourselves and then we give it to other women also really prevents us from truly finding our voices and truly moving forward in the world is that I've heard this one, who does she think she is? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that that amazing? Who does she think she is? is. Yeah, I I think it's amazing. But you know what's so interesting, too, Dr. Nand, is not only do I I hear it from that perspective, but our internal voices, we can can actually get trapped inside of that thought ourselves, too. And that's part of what keeps us hiding out, staying on the sidelines because we don't have the courage to really step up and make bold decisions and do things that are going to challenge the norm, right? Yeah. Well, you you talk about authentic communication as the gateway to meaningful connections to and win-win relationships. You know, I think with COVID and especially what's been going on is that we have had to work harder and harder. And this is something that women are extremely, extremely good at is developing relationships. So I... So that part I don't really get and I don't understand. But when we start to have those honest conversations, anything is possible. I mean, there's always a solution and there's always something we can do about it. And it's a lot more fun when we work together. It is. And, you know, the one thing that, you know, I always try to stay anchored in for myself is that, you know, it's always great to have, I call it, you know, a, a squad or a collaborative crew of diverse people who will serve as, you know, allies, co-conspirators, supportive mentors, because it's important that we're always in pursuit of different perspectives while, you know, remaining anchored to our our agency to make our own decision. But really hearing things from from different perspectives, it it, it, it gives us a chance to open up our thought process around something that we may not have have even considered, you know what I mean? And so to your point, I absolutely agree. Well, I'm, I'm going to talk about this, but I, I want to share this once again personally with you is that receiving the Living the Dream Award from the Martin Luther King Foundation was absolutely amazing. But Living the Dream, I, I think that's, that really kind of uh, tells me a lot about who you are, mm-hmm. about who you are and who you are in this world. Okay, so when you received that award, what, what, were, what were your thoughts Oh, my goodness. Um, first of all, I didn't realize that so many people had nominated me for the award. And, and when, I, when I was told that I was going to get it, I was just 
totally, completely overjoyed, but also, also, to be honest with you, Dr. Nancy, it was a confirmation that, you know, that I continue to do this great work without, you know, looking for accolades, but it's it's nice when someone recognizes and witnesses you and, and, yeah. and, and acknowledges the yeah. work that you're doing because, you know, it can sometimes be a uphill battle to continue oh, yeah. to do this work, right? But, you well, know, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little older than you, Felicia, so I have a little bit more experience with butting my head against the, the glass ceiling in more ways than I can tell you. And, uh, you know, uh, again, like, who does she think she is? You know, wh- where do you think you're going? And, uh, but but to, to receive the accolades, this is where women have to, as you said, I call, I like this hiding out. We have to understand, we have to learn that we're deserving. We have to learn that we can move forward in our lives and we don't have to have permission to be successful and to be happy and to be authentic and to move forward. And and I think, you know, COVID, we, we're having those more and more of those discussions about what really is important, what really mm-hmm. makes me happy, what do I really want to do with my life? Mm-hmm. And I know you're, you've been very, very involved in your own company and uh, the black, uh, let's see, the black collective, you were the CEO and founder of the Black Women's Collect- Collective, and I think that's fantastic. And just tell me a little bit more about that, and then we'll talk about Take the Lead. Yeah, so the Black Women's Collective is um, something that I started, it's been about two and a half years ago, because uh, it was actually my sister was participating in the, in the March for Black Women, the Women's Black Women's March here in Phoenix. And um, she would come home every day just talking about the different things that were happening behind the scenes. And it was in that moment when I said, Felicia, uh, you've got to really, really step up and recommit yourself to um, to to black women in a way that really calls them forward, a way that really reminds them of who they are, a way that really helps them amplify their voice, a way that, that tells them, yes, it's okay to take up space and be seen and, and, yeah. and, and, and be a part of powerful conversations, right? And so yeah. that's what we do. We really, we really, really focus on really helping black women really um, just take up more space and be seen in the right rooms at the right time and, and, right. and in the right places. Well, and, and talking about those, un, you know, you talk about being uncomfortable. That's something that I, I taught Gloria. Actually, I actually taught Gloria something about being ah! learning to <laughs> I actually did. Please, I, I taught her. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I taught her that, that women have to learn to be uncomfortable. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and uncomfortable is when we grow. Un- uncomfortable is when we we have to make some kind of change to get to some kind of equilibrium, whatever the heck that is. But to move forward and being uncomfortable is something most women just really, really don't like. First of all, they don't mm-hmm. like being disliked, and second of all, they don't like being uncomfortable. So, so what what do you say about that? I agree with you 100%. I mean, you have to get comfort. You have to find comfort in the discomfort because that is the place where you grow. I'll tell you, Dr. Nancy, in every single big initiative that I've taken on for myself personally, 
you can bet your bottom dollar of two things for sure. Number one, it scared the bejesus out of me. Number two, I didn't have everything figured out, right? It wasn't like yeah. I had a whole 10-step plan. It's like, okay, I got these first two steps, and as I go along, I'm going to figure out the rest. And we have to be willing to do that. Stop feeling like we have to have it all figured out, right? Yeah. Put no, yourself well, yeah. out there. Be willing to take risks. Yeah, women women have to have three PhDs. Uh, they have to have 10 years of experience, and they have to have 20 people that will recommend them before they'll look for a new job. You know, we, we've got right. to get past that. We've got to get past the yeah. point that every job is job, it's job training. Every job. It I don't is. care. Any job you take, there's job training. And every job is going to change. You know, right now, it's it's going to be interesting. And I think uh, the word that I keep hearing, and I think it's wonderful, is that we have to be very empathetic right now towards one another, especially in the workplace. But I think I think people that are going to come back to their jobs are going to be come back. They're going to come back in different ways, and maybe they they haven't ever expected, or some of them won't be coming back. You know. Yeah. You know, one thing that I am standing on on the fact that is that, you know, in, in, in the post um pandemic world, like there are three things that that's gonna take to really lead and succeed and that is to your point, being able to have courageous conversations, to speak right. up around what holds weight in your heart, right? Being able yeah. to have those conversations without feeling like just because we may not be on the same wavelength, that doesn't mean that we don't have to get along with one another, right? We have to have those conversations so we can continue to get perspective and understand where people are coming from. And still, you know, we have the agency to make our own decision. The second thing is, is having full-on clarity around why anyone should be led by you. Right? Yeah. And because when you have yeah, this why, yeah, clarity, why, should I, why, why should I listen to you? Why should, yeah, why, exactly. should, why, why would you exactly. be the person I need to listen to? Yeah. Exactly. Because if you don't have that clarity, it's going to be literally impossible for you to galvanize like minds around a common goal or a common issue to get things done. I mean, what's your vision for the future success in your industry in a post-pandemic world? Like, you need to know the answer to that. Right? And then the third yeah. one is something yeah. that I, I touched upon earlier was having a collaborative crew. We all need a yeah. diverse mix of people who are going to serve as our allies, our co-conspirators, our supporters, and our mentors. And I'll tell you, Dr. Nancy, when I say allies, it's not just like white a white woman supporting a black woman or a woman of color. It's a black woman supporting a black woman, too. You know what I mean? That's how, that's how we look at allies. It's not just one way. It works both ways, right? Well, and so we've got it's to have be every collaborative crew of people. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we we can't conquer and divide. It's us. It's not. It's not us and them. It's it's we. It's we now. And Absolutely. that's what this is going to take. You know, Sheila Robinson, diversity women, and take the lead. We we know when we bring everyone a diverse population together, it's richer, it's more fluid, it's more creative, and it really makes so much more sense than she did this or she did that. No, it's we mm-hmm. are doing this together. We are working right. on this together. So, Absolutely. all right, we'll talk a little bit about take the lead in your role because there are so many things that we could talk about. 30 minutes is just not enough time. So I know. Tell me, 
but we but we can't we can't leave we can't leave this conversation without talking about take the lead and then talk about what's important for you coming up and what we need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I as you obviously know, I love take the lead in Gloria Feld. I mean, I actually became introduced to the organization at the launch at ASU many years ago, and I was there then, too. By the way, I I was sitting in the audience. I was. I had goosebumps in that audience, by the way. Oh, wasn't it amazing? It was just an, oh a, an amazing experience, an amazing experience. And I'll tell you, ever since then, Gloria hasn't been able to get rid of me. And so I am now. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she's been able to get rid of me ever since then either, come to think of it. Right, right, right. Because the mission yeah. is so powerful. The mission is so powerful, right? And that's why it's so important that you that you know why anyone should be led by you because you have to have a mission that's going to help galvanize people, right? And so um, now my involvement is really supporting the mission of Take the Lead, which is, which is Gender Parity by 2025. And, you know, we do that through a number of mechanisms, through the, through the revolutionary 50 Women Can Change the World program, through executive coaching, and now we're actually getting ready to launch a Take the Lead Leadership Academy um, that's going to be amazing. And so those yeah. are some of the things that are happening from the perspective of kind of like my, my involvement with Take the Lead. It's so important. Uh, you know, we just uh, – the awareness and growing and, and growing and going, and we just have – we have more to do. But, uh, uh, again, I, I think – Take the lead, women connect for good, and, and also diversity women. I see those three. Uh, we can be, we can do some amazing work together, and, and bringing more organizations, more organ- and more people such as yourself. Everyone coming together and saying we're on the same page. If we were all working together right now, do you think we'd have the problems we have right now? A- absolutely not. I mean, if we were really, yeah. really collaborating, right? Yeah, working together. Yeah. I mean, and especially not. during this. This crisis, uh, as far as the, the COVID, I think if we had had uh, a collaborative, a supportive uh, group working together, we would not be sitting here right now doing what we're doing. But that's another story for another time. Another day. <laughs> another day. All right, well, tell, tell us about you, what, uh, what we need to know, where they can learn more about you. you co- you're a coach. You're a speaker. Uh, you do it all, so and, and of course, take the lead. We want to continue to recruit, you know. And, and let me just say this before I before I ask you that uh, when I was at the graduation for the cohort of the women in journalism, the most amazing thing that I saw were the women that came up to me and said, "I have never had an experience where I've received so much support and so much help from other women." And and it was that's what Women Connect for Good does. That's all we do is women supporting women. So anyway, it is that's what people need to know. Yeah, I'll tell you, Dr. Nancy. You know, once the women go through that fifty women can't change the world program, it is so amazing just to see how they actually on their own, without any involvement from us to take the lead. Like on their own, they are actually supporting one another, doing business business with one another. So they're excited. They're so excited because yeah. for the first time in their lives, they don't feel isolated. 
Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. So absolutely. what about you? It's about you now. Come on. It's about you. Yeah. So so just, you know, just to wrap this up, uh, what what I have going on right now are two things. One, this we do a – every year we do a, a high-velocity program called – leadership program called Brand Your Brilliance. And so we're getting ready to do that virtual workshop right now. It's been around for seven years. The, the results are amazing. And if anyone wants to know more about that, just go to Brand My Brilliance. And then we also have our third annual Black Women's Equal Pay Day virtual summit that's going to be coming up this year. And I know that you were were a a very, very active supporter and partner in that last year. So we're we're actually planning for that that's going to happen at the first week of uh, September. Yeah. Well, there are so many things that women can do right now that's not going to cost them a dime. And, and you're mm-hmm. talking about them right now. They can go to these conferences, but they can support another woman, and they can lift another woman up, woman up each and every day. So go to your website, and your website is? Felicia R., like the color red, davis.com. All right. You've got a couple really beautiful websites, and I urge people to go and read and learn more about you and what you're doing and that you understand that it's going to take us all to get there, and it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and I know I'll see you soon. And uh, yes, we're going to have ma'am. that Power Up conference again, so we got to gear up for that one. Yes, ma'am, and thank you so much for this opportunity. I really, really appreciate it. Well, you have a wonderful day. You stay Stay safe, stay healthy, and you and your loved ones, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks.